0: Hello, and welcome to the Faith for Work podcast from Biblical Business Training. I'm your host, Jordan Dollar, and on this podcast, we explore stories of extraordinary people applying their faith where they live, work, and lead. Today's episode is a special bonus episode with Juliet Casita. The BBT team loves this interview so much, we couldn't bring ourselves to cut it in half to fit our episode. So, today we're bringing you the second half of Juliet's interview. If you've not yet listened to the previous episode, I would encourage you to go do so. In it, Juliet shares about her work empowering entrepreneurs and growing their faith in Uganda and across sub Saharan Africa. In this episode, Juliet shares with us her learnings about faith, work, and entrepreneurship gained through that work. So, without further ado, let's resume our conversation with Juliet. that someone's Christian faith can benefit and support them through the, through the founding and growth and running of a business.
1: Christian faith is at the core of this whole thing called entrepreneurship. Like, like I told you, I, I will still draw back to that space of uh, what we hear in Hebrews. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Everything around entrepreneurship, I can tell you, is is around things not seen. Uh, Jordan, who knew two years ago when we were in 2019, who knew that we would have a moment where we couldn't trade across borders like we were, we would be locked down, you understand? For me, it's it's that whole thing of you have your plans, you know, you get your business plan in order, you have the right lingo to use around it, you have all these uh, entire uh, skills that you've been given around your business. You can do A, B, C, and D. You can talk to your customers. You know the cold leads, the hot leads, and all those other things. You have the you know the most fancy or applicable strategy. But then there are things that will just get us, if I could say, unaware or not prepared. And when you're in moments like that, only faith will support you, knowing that you have to get back to this particular space where you have to trust and believe that God is going to work out for you God cares about everything that you are doing. Um I can give an example. I think uh there was there was a time when I I was talking to to one of the entrepreneurs do, during that season uh of, of the lockdown and uh, they had trouble. You know when you're talking about integrating your faith in your everyday work and everything and uh, like, I I I've, I need to move beyond prayer and see um Result, And I say, yeah, there is prayer, but even as we are working in our daily activities, are we reflecting um, a clear relationship with our creator? Because, you know, faith is, is that whole aspect. As an employee, as a business owner, am I growing in my love for God and his people? Um, am, am I making disciples? Does my relationship or my leadership draw my peers? at work or in my business along a certain spiritual journey? Am I accountable? Do people that I'm working with actually feel valued? Am I helping them pursue their callings further through this particular business? Am I being a good steward? in this company hmm? is the world a better place because of what i'm delivering right now i said i'm building communities are these communities really relevant so for me i believe it's not even about it's not enough to just have impact but checking ourselves is that impact growing and that only comes when you have faith being able to look down and say the paycheck has not come through I'm continuously going to pray for my employees and my supervisors. I'm going to pray for this organization. I am going to bring my my my, my, uh, my differences and my weaknesses as a leader before God, and I'm trusting that this is going to work out. I'm trusting that this business is going to be um, is going to grow because that is what God's calling towards my life is.
0: I've, I've always loved um, the story of Abraham. And, you know, of, of course, Abraham's story begins with him out with the flocks and, and hearing the voice of God and God saying, go where I'm sending you. Um, and, and the thing that to me is, is amazing about Abraham's story, Abraham's story, is that he goes, he, he doesn't ask God for a map of where he's going or an exact description of where of what this place is like and, and what he's going to do there he goes. All of all of the story of the Bible uh, from from that time up through Jesus up through the founding of the church to, to where to where you and I are now is because Abraham was willing to go. Uh, many in our audience are themselves business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, can you tell them a little bit about what business and entrepreneurship is like in sub-Saharan Africa? What, how might it be unique uh, from what our audience is used to?
1: Unlike the West, in Africa, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship is usually um, a virtue that comes out of necessity and not out of choice or calling uh you know certain uh, circumstances have caused them to lose their jobs and in africa the next best thing for you to either survive or keep the family going or something is to start trading in something just start something and make sure that you know there's something coming uh from that i find that um totally different from what it is uh, where you're based or in, in the United States. Um, I've met so many people on that side that ha- have a calling. Um, they have affirmed that calling. They have they, they completely trust that this is where God has called me to be and they run the business from that angle. And I'll tell you Uh, For me, it's actually no wonder that we see a statistic that is very common in Africa, but most especially in my country, that many businesses in Africa close before their first anniversary. And uh, much as Africans actually have a high entrepreneurial spirit, the death rate of their business is equally as high as their birth rate. And there are so many reasons for this. Um, Many of them lack training, like I said. And when I say training, I'm talking about professional practical training. I'm in a country where you find so many business development uh, service providers. You find so many entrepreneurial support organizations. But then we also have a great percentage of people who are still running businesses like their grandfathers or grandmothers ran the businesses uh, centuries ago. So there has been a lot of um, uh, lack of awareness, lack of training, professional training, on how to start and run a profitable business. Um, Business in Africa, you will find that... um, Uh, in, in many communities, there is poor infrastructure. So even for the people that are starting businesses, even when they are producing products and everything, because of poor infrastructure, they actually do not even, cannot access the markets. But even in spaces where the infrastructure has been provided, Um, There are no platforms that will provide access to market. Entrepreneurs in Africa are not mentored. I think it is until now when you see organizations like BINAPI, BBT, and all the others that are coming up, but previously you were on your own. You cannot shadow any person who has gone before and ahead of you to learn from them. So, And mentorship was for a long time not as structured as it is back then. Then, I mean, back in, in the West. And of course, I, I don't want to take you through the, the areas of um, lack of policy, especially policy around entrepreneurship, uh, whereby you find that even people who start in, uh, businesses are still struggling when it comes to that area. They can't be supported by their own governments. We've had a lot of political upheaval, which affects uh, um, business sustainability and prof- uh, profitability, um, and and many many other gaps that are coming in. Of course, there's been a ray of hope. I think right now on the African continent. And uh, thanks to the awareness and, uh, you know, the technology, some of these things are now coming up to be addressed. But also the other thing I wanted to note is that um, when I spoke about business um, out of necessity and not necessarily choice of calling um, comes from the point of what we are talking about here. what are the principles? What is the core behind the businesses that we are running? Faith and biblical training is the core of those businesses. In Africa, um, you, uh, an entrepreneur is a different person from Monday to Friday or Saturday, and they are an, a totally different person on Sunday. So you find that there is a distinction between who you are every day in your business and who you are when you probably get into... Uh, in in the Christian community or your church. And this is what we are trying to actually be able to integrate as organizations like Synapse to say everything about you, everything about your work, work is an act of worship. So everything about you is actually uh, an an angle of, of faith in your business.
0: If, if you had the opportunity to, to talk to some of these entrepreneurs who are not, part of your organizations how would you tell them about the way that f- their faith can transform the way that they do business
1: hmm. maybe before i i share how i would do that i need to note something one of the things I, I keep telling people whether it's in entrepreneurship or it's in our workspaces i draw them back to the the real principles most of jesus's parables And everything that he talks about in those parables was in the marketplace. So our business, that is the key conduit of even where your faith needs to be practiced. We spend more than eight hours in the business. So we really need to apply this faith in these particular Mm -hmm. spaces that we are in. I usually say the faith journey rarely follows a linear path. Um, you will definitely struggle. Even for us that are practicing and applying faith, there are moments when we get to struggle. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. So what I would recommend, I recommend that one asks or finds help there's a lot of help online, I will tell you, like I've just talked about the BB, uh, BBT courses. There's a lot of help even within the workplaces of the businesses or the spaces that we are in. Courses, Bible study uh, tools, Um, these, these are all meant to equip us. BBT will, for example, equip you With uh, through a group of of people, you need to be able to talk to someone that you trust about this kind of struggle, about this kind of confusion on how to integrate your faith and allow to be helped. Help is usually around us, like I say. I have a mentor at work who has constantly reminded me of uh, a few of the things. There's a time when I was struggling and uh, my mentor said, Julie, your work is a mission field your work world is a mission field in which god has placed you so your joyful attitude respects and gentleness will be noticed you understand when you ask for forgiveness especially where maybe you've been in teams and certain certain things do not go right you know you you will find that you actually receive that forgiveness so i keep and for me i kept asking myself Is the fruit of the Spirit evident in me at my workplace? Am I willing, am I able to verbally proclaim the gospel? So integrating faith is not as simple as having a time of prayer or fellowship at work or your business. It has to do with reflecting the character of Christ as you run your business. In your daily activities, we've been called to be great stewards of resources, you know. So am I a good steward of the skill that I have? I'm an encourager. Am I using that skill in my workplace? You are a great technical guy or an IT guy. Are you using that skill? Is that company now better because of that delivery that you have in that workplace? You understand? Are you creating impact? I think sometimes we think integrating faith is going to come from big, huge areas, but it's your everyday activities. So in your daily activities, ask yourself, am I reflecting the character of Christ as I run this business?
0: You know, one of the reasons that I, I came to BBT after having been a pastor uh, was because the Great Commission and, and the way that the Great Commission begins with the word go. Uh, that I, I think too many times, at least in my experience of church, uh, when we get to church, what we want to do is stay. Uh, but we're supposed to take our faith with us where we go. And so one of the reasons I was passionate about BBT and, and wanted to to come work for BBT was because beyond our, our homes and our family, we spend most of our time and most of our going where we do business. Um, and to me, it, it's a, it's a great opportunity to fulfill the Great Commission of Making Disciples. Juliet, could you tell us a story about your about a time that your faith has helped you to succeed in business?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I just remember a scenario in 2020 when COVID struck. I think it was in March when my country was locked down. Um, earlier on in 2018, I had just started a herbal tea house out of a passion and a passion of such that I just love taking herbal tea um, but again I thought about that I said how do I get it out of a passion just in my house to make sure that you know this service or this product gets out to other people and along that I can employ other people along that way so the last two years of COVID-19 and the lockdown we experienced a situation where we couldn't move like completely locked down we couldn't move you were home You couldn't travel and all that and then i sat down and just thought about um at this particular herbal tea house it's called chai and mo i had two girls that had been working with me and uh, one of them is um, my sister and then i had another one who was helping out now after we had been locked down i mean it was okay you can be home Um, you're working with snappies probably you still have a paycheck and all these other things but then I started thinking about these people what is going to happen if we don't continue producing the tea and all the products so I took a step of faith and just decided that I was going to call them into my home and then we were going to close the other premises because we couldn't uh, access them Um, and by faith Um, While we were home in the lockdown, I started testing a few recipes. And while testing those recipes, I started trusting that the customers would order for some of them. I would try out some, give a few people to test, give a little bit of the responses, and then over a period of time, we would put them to the market. But remember, we were closed down. But one of the things that uh, actually hit me hard for the first few months we never had any cells that would support these girls and remember they were in my home so for those first few months i actually paid them from my salary from my savings and as the, the lockdown continued i was depleting the salary i mean the the savings and i got so concerned but you know i kept trusting god that we shall get the orders we shall get great orders from these new recipes And in this season, people are going to continue ordering, the sales will increase, and I will not have to chase and take these girls back home. At the time when I was at my weakest, when I felt like I am running out, I had been trusting God and I said, God, you brought this business. Do you want to tell me that you don't care about these girls? How am I going to send them home? And in the midst of that, I remember later in September 2021, I got a great order. They had released us a little bit, uh, where I mean, uh, private cars would move and everything. I got a great order from one of the ministries, and that resulted into you know the sales we made in that great order, that event. I was able to pay their salaries over and beyond to the extent that I said, if they lock down uh, this, they lock us down for the next six months. I have the paycheck for these girls. For me, that was faith. The has stayed on the payroll all through. It has been a journey of faith all through. Faith in creating the product, faith in, in the service, faith in even uh, believing that this solves a customer's problem, faith that the customer need is being made, and faith that every time I made the cold calls, they would turn into hot leads, including that um, order I got from the ministry.
0: Juliet, what advice would you have for someone who's struggling to apply their faith to their work? Whether they, they just don't know how to do that, or maybe they are worried that it's not okay to be a Christian in their work.
1: For the people that are struggling with it, um, I usually say until your cup overflows, you can't pour into other cups um so one of the things I, I i usually say to to that individual i think uh spend time spend time in the word so where is the truth go back to the word start from that point of filling yourself with what the truth is and then after you have gotten to that level there's always that period of okay then how do i integrate it into my workplace and like i've mentioned it's more of um, what you do on a daily allow yourself in each of those activities uh to trust that god is going to lead you like you said earlier jordan go go when you make a step to move and then god is leading you on a daily basis he's going to um uh alert you in that simple task project that you have how am i applying my faith how am i applying the truth faith requires that i go and make disciples so some of those things where we say am i multiplying because that's what faith is all about am i using my resources well Um, do i have a relationship with my creator um you know am i reflecting that relationship even in the tasks that i have that is the simple way i would say we can apply our faith into our different workplaces or businesses on a daily basis.
0: When God calls you home to him and and to the saints that have gone before us and the the people that you've affected uh, in the world speak about you, what legacy do you hope that they will say that you have left behind you?
1: My prayer, my greatest prayer generally I pray and I want to leave a legacy of a person who had a genuine desire to equip, help, and teach others. I always refer to myself as a staircase builder. And the analogy I use is that um, I need to put a staircase for others to come and climb until they get to the top. I want for those people to say, she helped me to get to the top. I learned something from her. And the reason I I keep aspiring to that, I'm reminded about uh, the scripture we read in 2 Timothy 2, 2, uh, which says, uh, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Uh, for me, that has been what I am doing. Every other thing I have heard and learned from people like you, Jordan, from other spaces, let me entrust it to other faithful men who will be able to teach others. To my family, I want to be remembered as the greatest mother uh, by my daughter, the greatest wife by my husband, the greatest sibling for my you know relatives. Those are the things I want people to talk about as the Lord receives me and says, welcome, faithful, and good servant.
0: I am always blessed by our conversations, and, and I can tell you that in the BBT offices, one of the things that we really regret is that we don't share an office with you. I think I think <laughs> all of us would, would love to, to come work with you or for, or for you to come work with us and And just to be able to have these conversations because the way that you build our faith up. So how can our listeners find you or find your organizations online to learn more?
1: In the Synapse space, on all our handles, our social media handles, we are there as Synapse Group. So that is Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. It's Synapse Group. And then you can also check out our website. Our website is www.synapis.org. In the Winpreneurs space, uh, on Facebook, we are Winpreneurs Africa, same as Instagram. And then our website is also www.thewinpreneurs.org. So that's how our listeners can get in touch. Yeah, and uh, for those that want to uh, connect personally, I'm on LinkedIn, Juliet Nachimoli-Casita.
0: Yeah. And we will include uh, links to all of those profiles in the show notes. So if if you are listening, uh, as I often do while driving, uh, please don't try to write that down. Uh, But check out the show notes when you get home. Juliet, thank you so much. For, for your time, for your faith, and for the great legacy building work that you are doing.
1: Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure just having these conversations with you. And I'm so, so grateful for the work that VBT has done in my life, not just in my life, but the lives of all the women I'm stewarding together with my family. Thank you so much.
0: I hope you're as inspired by Juliet as we are here at BBT. If you would like to build your own community to study scripture and hold one another accountable, visit b-b-t.org and click the Start Leading button. There you can schedule a call with me to talk about BBT, or you can sign up for a series of emails explaining how BBT works. If you'd like to support the work that BBT does in empowering group leaders and equipping their groups, visit b-b-t.org slash give to see all the ways that you can support BBT. If you would like to learn more about Juliet and her organizations, please check the show notes for the links. Thank you so much for listening, and wherever you are, may you have a blessed day.